0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy podcast. Uh, We are going to be talking about some of the most recent news in the theme park industry here in the UK. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about some of the new events in the Merlin parks, like the bigger parks like Thorpe Park and Alton Towers. We've recently got some exciting new events, and we're going to be talking about our opinions on what's going to be involved in those. Also, we're going to touch really quickly on the future of Lightwater Valley. They've recently come up with a brand new logo with a new out of nowhere purple dragon mascot so we'll be discussing that and what that could mean for the future of the park and also this weekend just gone we had the theme parks finally open this year and uh, Mikey who will be joining us again from Scare track actually went to the opening weekend of Blackpool and in between all of the alcohol he seemed to have consumed he might be able to give us a good opinion on the first actual opening weekend of a theme park
1: Brilliant. Thank you, Brett. And uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure if Mikey saw a bit too much of the Velvet Coaster to remember what happened at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. But Mikey, uh, how how are you feeling after your weekend at Blackpool Pleasure Beach? You know what? Now, when you're in
2: your 30s, hangovers last a week. Um, So it, it was good. And I remember all of it. And um, I've made my apologies to people. So, um, no, I'm joking. It was great. It was good. It was great to be back. But, yeah, I was in the Velvet Coaster more than I was probably riding any other roller coasters.
0: Does it still count? It's called a coaster. I mean, if you
2: go in the lift, is it a cred? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. I, I mean, it's not a cred, but it, it could be classed bl- bl- as a ride. It's an a in-
2: interactive dark ride. You can wave to drunks as you go down.
0: <laughs> so let's get on to our first piece of news. Um, recently, Merlin have been releasing lots of new little events that are going on in the theme parks. Most notably, Alton Towers released a video that was going through all the different events that they'll be having. Coming back this year will be uh, the Mardi Gras event, also uh, the October Fest event. And then right at the end of this video, quite interestingly, there was a brand new Scarefest logo. It was very similar to the old logo incorporating the, the, uh, the newer modern 3D style logo that we've seen recently. So the most interesting part of this was it actually said 15 years of Scarefest on a flag at the top. They have then said on their website recently that there will be one new scare attraction this year as well. So do we think that this might be quite a an exciting year for scare this year? Uh they need a
2: new maze, don't they? Let's be honest, Alton Towers uh, a brand new scare maze I think is is needed. Um it, it all fell just a little bit flat for me last year so um i still enjoyed it i had a great time uh but brand new scare maze that is that's exciting that's what we need um yeah does it say so it says 15 years did it say on the on the logo
0: it does yeah 15 years of scare fest i think on a flag on the top there
2: have they got their dates right because i'm i'm sure it's was it 2006 their first year
0: do they class other days? You are... Yeah, I now you've said that out loud. I've just realised that 15 years doesn't sound right in my head.
2: I'm, I'm not too sure their dates are like... I mean, they, they might be. We need to... We should have researched it before we came on. But um, um, I need to have a look into that, because I'm not 100% Halloween sure. Halloween
0: celebrates 15 correct. years of Scarefest this year. That's on well, their website.
1: Did... Um... Did it happen in 2020? Because are they just counting how many events there's been, not necessarily how many years well, there's been? No, they did. Yeah, they had the event in 2020. They were one of
2: maybe only eight or nine places in the UK that opened, but Towers, uh, towers still opened in 2020 for Scarefest.
1: Right. I just, do you know what? I, I don't know why, but it's just going completely. And actually, I think I was there. So. <laughs> So I think I was yeah. It was actually, that memorable. It was that <laughs> memorable. Well, do you know what? It it was Sam. It was Sam running around the toxic junkyard. It, it just yeah. It, it just ruined it for me. You
0: know. Yeah, I I think they 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 definitely shouldn't have won best scare attraction that year, um, which I believe they did. Am I right? Or or is did they? Was 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 it was it? Or have I made that up? I may have. They, may have. They might have, to be fair. They definitely um, won um, an but... award that year, whether it was best theming, potentially. They won an award because I remember saying to Sam that I, I think they should, and I know they definitely did. But uh, I have to double-check that one again. I'm sure they, right. they won a award that opening uh, year.
2: Best set and design, Toxic Junkyard, Orton Towers.
0: There you go. There you go. Not best mates, best set and design.
2: Do you want best set and design, get all your second-hand junk out of the loft. Paint It UV, and
1: Bish Bash Bosh, there you go.
2: Actually, I really liked Toxic Junkyard in its first year. I wasn't a fan of the second year, but its first year was really cool.
1: Yeah, it was It was pretty good, to be fair. I think... I, I don't tell Sam this, but <laughs> I'm not sure it was my favourite at Alton Towers that year. I think, actually... I think I enjoyed the Alton Mine tours better, I think. I think there was more comedy moments i think in there which i always enjoy comedy moments i guess you know a lot of people go to scare mazes because they want to get scared i I enjoy the comedy moments so. (laughs) so i'm not sure we had that many on the toxic junkyard and also i did say on the toxic junkyard it would have been a bit better if um i thought the first third of it was a bit like you're kind of wandering around by yourself and you didn't really see anybody then it did kind of escalate uh, as it went on, and I think they would have benefited from it being a bit more cohesive, I guess. But I really enjoyed it, Um, but I thought all the mazes were pretty good that year. Um, I think um, I did say the attic, I thought it was spoiled a little bit by the queue being in the same place where the people leaving the maze were coming out as well so I thought it was a little bit anticlimactic because you saw the people coming out and I always think the point of a scare maze is you don't want to see the people coming out because I think it, it helps to heighten the anticipation like oh there's there's people going in but are uh, they coming out? I don't know. Like and, you go, and your mind's just going. Well, no, surely they're coming out. But what if they're not? What if they're not coming out? So I thought it just kind of ruined that a little bit. I don't know if I'm I'm alone with that, but <laughs> that's just me.
2: <laughs> I think if if they're coming out of a maze, it's only good if they're really coming out of it, going like a bit like the end of Asylum when people literally just ran out. If you with um with the attic you have your finale and then you got to walk down a million flights of stairs so really you're just walking out knackered uh, yeah. as opposed to having the adrenaline so I feel that um, which we've totally sidebarred again I do apologise but um, <laughs> if you're coming out of a maze and it's all a little lacklustre you don't want that but if you want people coming out of the maze and showing how awesome it was then you want you want to be able to see them
1: yeah, and that's, and that's what the problem was. They, they'd they'd walked so far that by the time they got to where the queue was, um, you know, just before you got to the batch, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that, that were all right. Yeah. So it just kind of just ruined it a little bit. I don't know if they need to put in, like, a, a black polytunnel or something, you know, for people to come out of or, or what, but they need to try and do something because I, I just found it so annoying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I, I couldn't really fault... The ex. well I could fault some of the experience a little bit but not really I think the, the main thing that I faulted was the logistics of what they did with the attic with people coming out so but anyway what do I know I mean I haven't designed a scare maze before so you know maybe Brett can tell me that I'm uh, I'm totally out of order maybe
0: the only thing that makes you out of order is that we've just spoke for three minutes about how people exit a scare attraction in our news segment that's true Carry on, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, those are all very valid points. Uh, but moving on, today, as of the day of recording of this podcast, uh, Alton Towers announced a new, completely out of the blue, event called the Festival of Thrills. Now, again, with the logo, this was a, an adapted new version of this uh, this new logo that we've seen over the last year or two. And uh, what Alton Towers have said is that actually, as well as having all of the the major rides open, these attractions will have some sort of live music involved with them whether that means that there's going to be uh stages with bands on uh, in the set areas like in x sector and dark forest forbidden valley whether these rides are going to individually have a band playing somewhere in the queue line and and they're relevant to the ride in some way uh we don't know yet but but they have said that there's a going to be live bands playing around from let me just double check the dates i should wrote this down ah got it from the 4th of april to the 6th of may so that's actually nearly a whole month of an event where they're going to be having live bands on around all the rides what are our thoughts on this um i'm all for new events
2: and and whatnot i think it's great i mean if you look around the world and the uh, and the us uh, the, their theme parks run on you know seasonal events so and other than you know or uh scare fest at Orton towers there's really nothing throughout the rest of the year so i'm really glad there's more um i'm intrigued you know all we really know is live music around and you know i like live music so it, hopefully it's good and it's different and it's fun um I like the fact that for all these events there's no upcharge or anything as such. It's literally just their extra for your day. But if you're comparing it to other events they've done in the past, I'm just concerned that if you go on a off peak day, you're going to get the event the diet the Diet Coke version of the event rather than the actual slap bang thing, you know. I think Oktoberfest, not so much and um and um scarefest that they were sort of okay but things like Mardi Gras you could tell it was so much watered down throughout the weekdays as opposed to the weekend so uh, and it, and it, I think it really affected the actual event so I'm hoping the new one this new event that they just keep they keep it awesome throughout the whole time that's all I want
0: well me and Ryan were discussing this before we went on air uh, and we were trying to work out if you put live bands in say just the three to four main areas of the park. Say you had a stage on in Forbidden Valley, X Sector, Mutiny Bay, and Dark Forest. You're going to want to have live music on for a considerable amount of the day, even if it's maybe just half the day. Bands maybe don't have a significant enough set list to be able to fill a whole four, five hours worth of music. So would there be multiple bands? If there are multiple bands on multiple stages will we see time segments but also how many bands is this going to take to actually fill and,
2: and bands are more expensive than your alton towers Ents team you know that's not me being nasty they they just are it's just they come at a premium
0: yeah exactly so we're, we are trying to work it out a little bit i guess only time will tell but yeah there there's going to have to be a lot of live music and a lot of bands This could turn out to be a very expensive event on Alton Towers' part. Well, it
1: it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive because, you know, having having some experience in in booking bands, putting on events and shows and things, you know, sometimes what would happen is you'd have a headliner um, and then what you might ask for is, you know, some local bands to come in. And sometimes you'd probably just cover, you know, their petrol and, and a few drinks or something. So maybe there's an opportunity for Alton Towers to, to go out there and, you know, into the Stoke and Nottingham and Derby area and say, are you a live band? Are you any good? Send us your latest MP3s, <laughs> whatever, you know, and, and it could be reasonably inexpensive. The only problem is when you're doing that, you're taking a bit of a chance because you're potentially taking on bands who have limited live experience and, you know, something could potentially go wrong you know one of them might not play ball you know but also if are... go sorry
2: on. It, but uh, without trying to sound all nerdy and and whatnot um alton Ta- alton towers will more than likely go through an agent because then it's the agents um it's up to them to make sure that the band pay things like their taxes correctly and things mm-hmm. like that all the boring stuff like so i know a lot of um chained pubs in the uk they'll only ever get bands through certain agents and i'm yeah. guessing towers because of the you know how you know their how high their profile is they'll do something similar very boring i know but that's a potential potential hurdle
1: yeah and an agent's obviously have to take their cut, so they would have to obviously have to pay the bands. I mean, even if you do go through an agent, I mean, I've gone through agents and booked bands and paid as little as you know, like a hundred pounds. So it doesn't necessarily have to be expensive if you go through agents. But usually, if you're going through an agent and you're paying a hundred pounds, the 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 agent probably only has you know a certain number of bands that would be available. So you'd have to go through a number of agents. So if you went through a big booking agent, you're probably going to be paying a lot more than that. So. I don't know, just going to have to wait and see, but, you know, the same live music, so in in my mind, live music is, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be bands, I suppose. You know, they could have someone singing, you know, operatic music around air or something, you know. Um, hear me uh, out,
0: hear me out, just, just just because, you know, Alton Towers always listen to what we do and say on this podcast and then, and normally they implement it, so thank you Alton Towers for listening. But um, (laughs) can you imagine? Hear me out. There's an orchestral piece playing the Nemesis theme in Forbidden Valley. Sold, I mean. Right? Okay.
2: It would be pretty cool.
0: That would be amazing. However, the, the Nemesis theme track isn't actually... Um, any orchestral stuff at all it sounds like it but it's all synthesized
2: in fairness it'd be pretty cool just going on from that if each area did have a different theme of music like could you imagine um i don't know in the mutiny bay area just being proper pop punk with pirates and then you know you could have your orchestra next to nemesis um Oblivion could be hard rock. Do you know what I mean? It, it it could be cool and different. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, you know that I think I think our ideas are better now, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that does goes to say actually, DJs and stuff could be filling in between these live bands and stuff. So that could be quite an easy way of filling in that space between having a whole day's worth of music.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would say that that probably makes sense, and that's probably what will happen. It'll probably be, you know, DJ whoever um and a few live bands probably spread throughout the day you know maybe on you know maybe they'll have like four bands each day or something and then it'll be a dj set in between but i don't know it sounds interesting it sounds but i mean how loud can it be as well that's that's the other thing um you know it might actually be it could potentially be quite annoying for some people (laughs) if it's if it's really loud all the time so that's something they're gonna have to be careful with as well but Let's see. Let's uh, see what happens. Uh, It's not far away, is it? We're only talking about a month away now, aren't we?
0: So in other Merlin event news, Thought Park released all of this year's events as well. Um, There wasn't as big of a change, so I don't think we need to touch on it as much. Uh, There's the usual Fright Nights. Uh, The Oktoberfest is coming back as well as the Mardi Gras. There hasn't been any significant announcement with those really. However, there was a new event announced alongside them all called Carnival. Now, this is a a new logo with the kind of infinity sign in the background. Uh, It appears to be a sort of circus kind of event, sort of a carnival theme. So they have stated on their website that there'll be a new stage show and stuff like that to go along with it. So what do we think about that? I know some people's opinions... Of the thought park events haven't haven't been amazing but they have seemed to nail fright nights recently so uh, it'll be exciting to see what they do with it
2: yeah um it's again it's only cool that there's more events happening um thought park have never done a uh, mardi gras event either yet so that's new for them this year sorry my um, bad
0: i didn't yeah, realize it- they hadn't had one <laughs>
2: So, Orton Towers did for the first year last year, um, and then this year there was a, a a survey that went out that actually asked people, "Would you prefer a carnival style event or a, a Mardi Gras event?" And we're getting both. So I mean, that survey went fifty-fifty down the middle. Then, basically, yeah, that was that was just like Brexit, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. So wait, yeah, wait, wait. Does I that mean...
0: not mean that fifty percent of people get forced to just have carnival? it'd make more sense let's not get into this (laughs) don't yeah if
2: you voted out shut up no joking um right let's not get too political but um so yeah um it's intriguing it's cool it's exciting i mean like i said earlier i like the fact that places are are having more events um again i do know that a thought park very much go um lots of staff heavy peak times and very little off peak times and i understand that i've said this on the last episode i understand that when it comes to an operation side of things but when i think it's an entertainment side when it's a, a you know you're going there for octoberfest you're going there for mardi gras i don't think that you should be given a watered down version of it um but I understand why there'll be less people on the stealth um, queue and things like that, you know. So, um, so yeah, I'm hoping that um, Thorpe Park and the gods above that give them the budget uh, aren't too strict on that. And I kind of hope they just pull it out because Thorpe, without trying to be nasty over the last, I just don't, I just don't feel that they can hit the nail on the head every time, you know. I feel like if I, I could only go to one, I'd definitely go to Towers or october fest, i'd probably go to blackpool pleasure beach you know so um but more events could only mean more fun hopefully fingers crossed
0: yeah I, I think like you said the the more we see at these parks the better uh it definitely has kind of weaned in recent years you know things have gotten a little bit lackluster in in a lot of merlin parks really so it's really nice to see they're at least putting some effort into you know mix things up a little bit we're seeing really early closing times which fingers crossed with some of these events we see later opening times again so it can only be a plus in the long run anyway but moving on i really want to touch on quickly lightwater valley's new logo now if anyone at home hasn't seen this it's a it's a a fairly generic lightwater valley looking logo however there's just some out of nowhere purple dragon cartoon in the logo Um this is suggesting that they have essentially completely gotten rid of all any roller coasters or anything slightly more extreme um so is this the end of the ultimate is is this basically the last nail in the coffin do we think um
1: yeah and it technically it's ebor the dragon apparently <laughs> i don't know why I don't know where that name's come from. Um yeah, unfortunately looking at the logo, um it looks like they've gone the whole hog on the family market now. Um I mean it looks like a reasonably fun uh, mascot, I guess, cuz they had like um the a dragon or a, it was like a crocodile thing before <laughs> before. I can't quite remember uh why it was meant to be. But yeah, I mean I understand it in some way because you know they're literally almost on the doorstep of flamingo land so their options are either we become you know an, a more adult thrill park you know which is probably not going to happen because you need significant investment also they need a bit more land than what they have and it's a little bit awkward the way that it's it's sort of is set out or to go for this kind of really young family market because flamingoland kind of straddles the family market with the thrill market so lightwater valley are kind of almost forced to go to one or the other i suppose um and it looks like they have been investing in you know um some experiences for younger children and they did actually make some money uh last year from what you understand you know they didn't make a loss they made some money Yeah, but i, I just don't know what's going to happen with the ultimate i don't, don't know how it fits in and i have a feeling that i have this sick feeling that we're going to start seeing pictures of bits of the ultimate on the floor um yeah at some I, point
2: <laughs> i'm now uh I, I think i've lost my chance to ever ride it i don't think it's going to open it's yeah. going to cost them a bomb uh, if you like you say they they're a park that have kind of struggled financially slightly, although it's great that they managed to turn a profit. But that, you know that's what they need to do to to carry on, isn't it? Um, so and something like the ultimate, if they're going for a different market anyway, that's a that's an intense big coaster that's just going to cost them loads of money, um, cost them money to run it. Um, they would potentially just look be looking at that. And thinking it's just going to cost us more and more money, um, so yeah, I think they got. I think it's gone. Really, uh, unfortunately, it has seemed to be replaced by this stupid-looking dinosaur, um, which I, again, I, you can see what they're trying to do. If they're trying to go with the younger market, it's good to have a a mascot. It has just kind of just been thrown in there. Um, no sort of thought process on how, what's happened. And, and the logo's pretty but uh, what well well you Brett, you're 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 a logo extraordi- designer extraordinaire. Would you have done so many different things differently with this logo?
0: Logo designer extraordinaire, I'll take that. That's going on my C V from now on.
2: Do it, man. You added some quality stuff. I
0: didn't <laughs> Um Yeah, it's incredibly cartoony, it's a little bit nineties, is kind of how it feels. Um but it if that's the way they're going, then that that's fine. I think it's because, you know, we're so used to just seeing that logo. I, I had the same issue. We talked about the Alton Towers Scarefest logo recently. I'm not a fan of that either. Um, it looks as if they just plonked Scarefest and some bats and a random pumpkin on it. Whereas in the previous logo, it looked as if it was a bit more integrated into the logo. Um, so it you know, I think everyone has their opinions on what's good and bad for things like that, but the the dragon is just out of nowhere. Um, I at first thought maybe there's some sort of uh, local myth or legend that that would be, you know, relevant. You know, if, if there was, if all of a sudden Oakwood came out that their mascot was a red dragon, you'd be like, well, yeah, that that makes sense, but is there is there any purple dragons in yorkshire
1: not that i know of well i mean i pretty much live in north yorkshire and no i don't <laughs> i don't think so um i don't know what i don't know what <laughs> i don't know what mascot you would have in yorkshire <laughs> other than like a a whippet maybe um yeah. a Whippet? <laughs> <laughs> a lightwater valley whippet yeah willy the, will,
2: will will the whip hit? in fairness don't oh, don't get me wrong we, 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 i've been a little bit over mean here <laughs> I, they can have anything as their mascot i mean blooming haven holiday sites have the, the tiger and a blooming hippo and a what whatever they have and uh, so yeah i mean a mascot could be a mascot I, I just feel that it was a little bit too plonked on um it's if they pull through with it and change all their signage all their um pos all their um colors and stuff at the park then it will make sense if they go for the whole same purple design it might actually make the park look more cohesive and more um towards that family-friendly market um it's just a little bit it just seemed a bit odd odd, like an out of the blue like what who the hell is this guy who are you? Introduce yourself. Tell us more about you. And we've got I'd, nothing of that yet.
1: I don't know if I'd compare it to the, the Tiger Club, because, I mean, I think the Tiger Club's pretty awesome to be honest. And, oh, I still know the dances. They, they Yeah. The Tiger Club. You're in the Tiger Club.
0: Um, I don't think his although... point was whether it was a tiger or not. <laughs> it was more the fact that there isn't tigers in every Haven Park as a natural thing that just exists. <laughs> how,
1: do, how do you know, Brett? Have you been to every Haven Park and discovered whether there's tigers or not? There, there might be. You
0: tigers. don't want to know the answer to that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you did spend eight nights at Flamingo. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so... and,
0: and I can confirm there are flamingos there. So... Yeah, the so, are flamingos. Yeah. Ah,
2: uh, I see you play Knifey Spoonie before.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on again before we talk about the relevance of Purple Dragons in Yorkshire anymore. This weekend just gone was the officially the opening of theme parks in the UK, um, which is great. Blackpool opening weekend is always... A big get together for theme park enthusiasts, except for me and Ryan, who did not go. However, we have one guest host here today that was mildly sober for most of it. Mhm. Mhm. Who was that then?
2: It, uh, oh, that was me. Right. Oh, are you still drunk mildly. and don't remember? Oh, yeah, no. I'm um, I mean, in fairness, I'm quite good, even when I'm really, really, really drunk. I've got, I've got a great memory so if anyone's out on a drunken night out with me and think ah oh, it's all right he won't remember in the morning i always remember that's
0: um, that's so, worrying yeah okay. it
2: is so that's, that's um, scary i remember it all um it was great you know what i mean let uh, put in the whole opening weekend buzz uh aside um the hype is there because it's cool, it's fun. Uh, lots of friend groups get to meet up again. You get to see friends that you only get to ever see at parks or maybe once a year, and you get to make new friends. And I, um, re- I'm relatively new to opening weekend. I think for me and um, me and Brett, Scarecon is like our equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and nothing will replace that. Um, but I, you know, the last few years or so, just before COVID, um. It's it's great, it's good to integrate with all the different theme park nerds just like us. And uh, and yeah, so it was all great, a, a drama-free weekend and everyone's just happy, it's great. Um, the park-wise, um, now we, we knew there would be a slightly reduced lot, ride lineup. up um, The big one is closed because they're still waiting on track. Uh, I think uh, Brett bought it all um we've also <laughs> we've uh also got grand national having a little bit of retracking as well so that was closed um and there were a couple of other um other things closed as well obviously valhalla is still closed so that's big three big draws there so if you were just a general member of the public or if you only ever get to go to blackpool maybe about once a year you might be slightly disappointed in the ride lineup um purely because that's three big rides gone. Uh, But, overall, everything else was running really quite well. It was quite busy on the Saturday, but steady on the Sunday. Um, Although, their food and beverage offering is still absolutely, completely diabolical. Um, And it took us 40 minutes to even have... Our drinks didn't even come to us after 40 minutes in coasters. It was that bad. We were thinking, like, 40 minutes? I know it's a little bit busy, but what's going on here? They hadn't even put them through the till. So food and drink-wise, still as terrible as always. uh, But um, the overall park is looking good. The staff are doing great. I know it's day one, so you've got to go easy on people a little bit. But um, everything was great, really, other than the food.
1: Yeah, the the question is this year as well. Um, Do they still have the heat lamps above... Uh, infusion to warm the the wheels or they're not doing that anymore because when i used to always go on opening day they used to have that working and then they'd never have it working at any other time during the year so did you see the heat lamps um because i haven't
2: booked in my next chiropractor appointment i didn't go on infusion um (laughs) i know it is bad to be fair and in fair and in fairness as well which is why i think like i say if i wasn't bothered that big one and and nash and whatever wasn't open because i i got i've got an annual pass i'll go in a few months time and whatnot um but opening weekend is more about the social side of things having a drink meeting up with people so i didn't actually do loads of rides Uh, i did icon a few times a few dark rides um but um yeah i did i did skip infusion i'm afraid
1: yeah and on the night of the i think it was friday the theme park loopy twitter account kind of became like a kind of matchmaking account because i was on there and i had quite a few people who um who i follow and they follow us as well and uh, they were saying oh i'm in the velvet coaster but I, I dared not speak to anyone, and there was a few people. So I was tweeting them and going, "Right, this person wants to meet with this person." <laughs> I was running like a kind of matchmaking service. So maybe there's a bit park, of a gap Tinder. in the market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost. Nice. I mean, I mean, we we normally try and go an opening weekend, but um, I I don't normally get involved in the the velvet coaster antics and if usually i'll actually go on the second day i'll go on the sunday or something that's what i did i think uh the year before i didn't go on opening day last year so I'm i I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of an antisocial kind of person. So you know I'm glad you had a good time, and I did send you a drink to your table, but it never arrived. But yeah, bless um, uh, you. Know. <laughs> you did.
2: You, you sent me a drink, but it, it was at a point where spoons were getting a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of people. Um, I don't know why it happens every year. Um, they they know it's opening weekend. They know they kind of get um, a three hundred nerds come trying to squeeze into the first floor bar but um yeah they were getting a little bit uh overwhelmed so in fairness they didn't get a chance to bring over my beer which is unfortunate but thank i do appreciate the uh the gesture nonetheless gesture gesture nonetheless
0: (laughs) so one of the things uh i actually heard whilst i was at the park two days before we opening weekend picking up the the piece of big one track um i uh was talking to a guy from retail that was helping me sort out the track and bless him. He got the engineers to move it and everything to, uh, the car park by the globe. And, uh, whilst talking to him, he did mention, uh, and I, I hope I'm okay to say this, um, that there is and will be lots of new Valhalla merch this year, obviously with it opening at some point this year. Um, but he has said that some of it is absolutely stunning and mm. that has got me a little bit excited. Um and rumblings of a new shop maybe. Yeah, potentially, maybe. I think so. Um I know this <laughs> has now been confirmed, but uh whilst I was there they were currently they were sandblasting the old boats, which does mean that they they will be using the old boats on Valhalla. Uh, which means your feet are gonna get really wet probably.
1: I'm slightly concerned at the using the same port, so I guess it's to be seen uh whether they've got drainage or not, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, or I... just or just the big Hoover again, maybe.
0: Yeah, just a bigger hoover, I guess. They've that this big all hoover. of the uh all of the budget for the reimagining just went into a bigger hoover. A bigger Henry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping it's not as it felt Like, some parts of the the trough or the mixture of the trough with a boat just felt not quite right. And, like, sometimes you are literally inches away from the boat going to capsize. And I've seen pictures of boats, like, completely sunk and people have had to get out, you know. So, um... Yeah, I'm hoping there's some upgrades there because there's been times on that where you like if you've got two big people on the left and two small people on the right, you're close to going in.
0: Well, fingers crossed that doesn't happen, and we'll make sure that we are spread out evenly next time we go on it, just in case. Well, that brings us to the end of our kind of news segment that we do here at Theme Park Loopy. Thank you very much, guys, for joining me. Um. Do you guys wanna give yourselves a little shout out, Uh, Ryan?
1: Yep, it's the podcast that you're listening to. Oh yeah, this one.
0: Oh, this one right here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so you'll be able to find us on all of the uh, regular things that you listen to your podcasts on. Uh, If you are listening to us, leave us a review. Uh, Make sure you give us a bit of a share around as well. We do try to keep up to date with some of the regular news and do these slightly shorter, however, not so short episodes with all the news in Uh, but we have been joined again by the amazing mikey from scare track
2: oh i'll take that amazing thank you for the
1: adjective spooktacular malevolent this is why he's the
2: boss i like this uh, um yeah i've been back again thank you so much for having me uh sam's shoes are very big to fill but i'm doing my best but if you uh, like listening to my monotone voice you can listen to it more at scaretrack.co.uk uh, where you find all the links to our podcast scare cam behind the screams um coaster track all the stuff that we do
0: all that jazz that's great thank you very much and thank you for listening guys enjoy the rest of your day